When you think about business competition, where are you focused? Your town, your state, across the country? You need to be concerned with competitors around the world. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today, you'll hear about the mega trends in global business and how they affect your organization, as well as explore issues, solutions, and some amazing facts about business worldwide. Now, here is your host, Mahesh Joshi. Welcome to the Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We are going through some unprecedented times with pandemic-driven crisis. There are multiple crises, if you break it down further, going around us. There is a health crisis, there's a financial crisis, then there is a demand-side crisis in the business, and the businesses are also seeing supply-side crisis. Now, there are many more other uh, crises which can be classified among these or somewhere else, which is impacting our day-to-day lives. Our guest today, Mr. Firdos, is going to discuss the power of creativity to transform our personal and professional lives by harnessing the innate creativity in such times and probably always. Firdos Karas is a man who has influenced hundreds of millions of lives. He is described as the modern equivalent of Dr. Suez by a museum director. He has been selected as a fellow of the Royal Society of Arts. Uh, he is included in the world's 50 most talented social innovators and awarded the prestigious Peabody Award. And this is among 110 other awards he has received. He is a renowned master communicator and social innovator. Fredos founded a creative social enterprise in 1995 to create human-centered mass communications. Over a billion people in 198 countries via 400 languages, versions have now seen his work, which Nobel Peace Prize laureate Archbishop Desmond Tutu once called powerful and outstanding. Welcome, Fredos. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, for those, uh, uh, it was amazing reading about you. Uh, I'm I'm very fascinated by not only your book, uh, because it's such a subject, creativity, and it is of interest to everybody, especially in the current times when people are trying to look at new things, how to be creative, to manage situations, and when the uncertainty is unfolding every day. But more fascinating than that, I found, was... Uh, you and I saw you have done so much in your life <clears throat> which itself is a very rare and unique experience before we uh, take a dive into your book and uh, share with uh, our listeners may I request you to just share some of your experiences how you have navigated through your life to be uh, creating so much of wealth of knowledge and contributing to the society well, thank you very much. That's very kind of you to say. Uh, I was born in Calcutta in India uh, and then uh, went to school there, went uh, to school up till I was about 11 years old at Lamartine College in Calcutta. And my mother was a head of a national NGO, non-governmental organization in India. So she used to take me to her uh, chores quite often, and I met Mother Teresa several times uh, before she was internationally famous. 
And that early experience, early socialization, I think gave me a glimpse, uh, looking back on it now, uh, I think it gave me a glimpse on how to work outside of one's comfort zone for the benefit of others. It then manifested itself later in Bombay, as it was then called, because I went to high school at Cathedral High School in Bombay, and my best friend and I set up a school in a slum, and we taught every Saturday what we were learning in our very elite high school in India. After I finished high school in India at 17, I got onto a plane and came to Western Pennsylvania as a Rotary Exchange student. I went to high school there for a year. And that's important because that also uh, comes back to what I'm presently doing uh, and why I think creativity gets killed. But continuing from there, I did a four-year degree in three years, studied political science at Yale College in Pennsylvania, a small liberal arts college. I interned for a while at the UN Information Center in Washington. I interned with the UN House of Representatives in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and then I came to Canada where I still am. I came to Canada as a uh, scholarship student to study national affairs at Carleton University. I wrote my master's thesis on a draft convention against torture, the use of torture. There wasn't one at that time. As some eight or nine years after I wrote my draft, there was a convention adopted by the UN against uh, the use of torture. I then uh, started traveling, went to Africa for the first time, uh, went around the world, uh, did various things like write a book on how to immigrate to Canada, write another book on the country of Togo in West Africa. And then at the age of 26, I was appointed executive director of the United Nations Association in Canada, which is the world's second largest. So I was on a number of UN delegations and so on. Uh, and I did that for five years. Then I worked for the Minister of Employment and Immigration as a policy advisor on refugees and immigration affairs in Canada for a brief period, uh, less than a year, because the Canadian refugee system had collapsed because of a decision by the Supreme Court of Canada that said that everybody had to have an oral, oral hearing before a decision maker. And so uh, we ultimately ended up with a backlog of 128,000 claimants from 115 countries. And the cabinet appointed me as head of the backlog division of the Immigration and Refugee Board, which is the largest tribunal in Canada to clear the backlog, which I did in three and a half years with board members uh, from coast to coast, 50 board members from coast to coast. And then I headed the Ottawa Atlantic Division of the Board, and then I decided to leave the government and start a media company, but a media company with a difference. It is not a for-profit company, it's a social enterprise, what we would call today a social enterprise, uh, or a B corporation in the U.S. In those days, there wasn't such a term, mm -hmm. uh, and I used to call it a hybrid company. Uh, so I used to do for-profit media work to subsidize non-profit media work for social change. And then ultimately I stopped doing for-profit work completely and just do media for social change, which is uh, what brings me to write the book on creativity. Oh, it's so wonderful. So <clears throat> you have a wonderful experience on that. Now coming to your book, Create yeah. Creativity, uh, yes. the key to a remarkable life. 
Now, it, I myself found very intriguing once I was reading your book and, and uh, online I found some details on it <clears throat> that uh, in business, mostly this word creativity gets used very often. And uh, you can hear comments about, okay, uh, this guy is very creative. And the other guy at times is seen as not so creative. Now, like the actors, they say actors are born or can the actors be trained only? So I wanted to get some insights from you on creativity. <clears throat> okay, well, let me start. Sure, Sorry. go ahead, please. I was going to say, let me start with my definition of what is creativity. In fact, the whole book is kind of a definition, but I say that creativity is the ability to think differently by a mental process of original thoughts that leads to the creation of new ideas. So it's a mental process that you go through creativity. It is uh, not something that you actually produce. Uh, and so uh, some people, you're right, uh, you gave the example of actors. A lot of people think that they're either a creative person or they're not. Uh, and that some people are born, you know, with creative uh, instincts like uh, talent for painting or writing or composing music or indeed uh, acting. I think that anybody and everybody is a creative thinker. The extent to which you're a creative thinker may differ and you can become a more creative thinker. And that's what I show in my book, how to become a more creative thinker. But in fact, everybody is already a creative thinker. Everybody employs creativity. Do you have a pet? I don't, sorry. Okay. Do you have a friend or child or anybody who has a pet? Yes. Because if you think of the pet's name, any pet's name, mm -hmm. that was creativity. The pet's, uh. name, the pet's name was applying creativity to come up uh, with the pet's name because it went through a mental process. And he said, okay, this pet is going to be called whatever. Uh, and that's a, that's a very small example of creativity. And I can come to the world of business uh, because in business, especially under COVID-19 now, if you don't employ creativity, I think that business is going to be in trouble. That, that particular business is going to die. And I give in my book many examples of how to apply creativity uh, in, in your professional life and why creativity is important. LinkedIn is one of the biggest uh, platforms for employers and employees in the world, and they do an annual survey of employers, and for the last five years, the top skill, the one, number one skill that employers look for in employees is creativity. Yeah, and that's so true for those, the way you explained, uh, and it, it, it aligns clearly with, as, as I was giving example of acting or an actor. So I had a chance to speak to, uh, a, um, a veteran, a teacher at an acting school. Now they, uh -huh. they train people. So this question, he posed at me, what do you think? <laughs> Are actors born or trained? And exactly the way you said that everybody has creativity, how you channel it out. And uh, I was asking him then, what's your role? If, if you are teaching in, a, in, in an acting school, he said, everybody is an actor. What we do is we bring it out from them. 
it is inside yeah. where they are not taking it out and my role as a teacher is not to teach him acting i have to bring through the process exactly as you said on creativity how to marshal the thoughts and, and 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 set up a process for for i will use this word creative thinking exactly same thing he talked about the acting and which is a creative field yeah absolutely but the, i mean look think back to your childhood did you paint did you draw did you act did you uh, write things did you use your imagination of course you did every child does that every single child no matter what their race no matter what their nationality is a creative person and we lose some of that ability to think creatively uh, as we get older and i think that that comes back to what i was saying about my education because i went to two high schools one in india and one in pennsylvania and they were vastly different in their approaches to teaching and and the way that they approached their students and i think that creativity is sucked out of individuals in the school system in the traditional school system it then continues that for it starts it then continues when you get into adult life and you go into a profession uh, and then you worry about peer pressure you worry about what your boss thinks you worry about what others think your colleagues think about you and you don't want to be creative because you might fail and what i say in my book is that failure is very much a part of being a creative thinker you can't be a creative thinker if you are afraid of failing but we are all afraid of failing especially in our professional lives so that when we go into business or, or into a government agency or whatever we're doing we are so worried about uh, what others think about us that we cease to be a highly creative thinker so that's that's a brilliant point the the fear of failure probably is higher than the pleasure of gain so you kill your creativity and you remain aligned with the process which is a set process and nothing new you're thinking or doing so that probably is sucking out your creativity very well said and that's very true uh even in a business environment if you look at it some of the most successful companies for decades are not performing as well as i'm trying to link here from from the thought you just shared uh with the say startups even google was a startup apple was a startup maybe they did not have set processes which everybody has to follow rather they they were creative and they created, oh, they created such businesses so if you see then the power of creativity which try and emphasize in your book how could you have created the organizations which are now hitting the the market value of a trillion or 500 500 billion they've all come within last 10 to 20 years with no processes all freedom to think and doing something new <coughs> i was yes. reading, i was just reading about uh, uh, you know exactly uh, it, it rhymes with the, what you just shared the thought is if you look at walmart and amazon the two different business models Walmart spent a lot of time on developing suppliers and they reached the value of x Amazon did not spend any time developing suppliers they allowed them to perform and they made buyers decide whether somebody is good or bad so if it, it's a bad product nobody will buy again and their reviews will go bad so one step taken away same thing on um, some of those uh, hotel business models and others that the creativity has taken such a deep root so the more i think on your statement 
it's, it's very powerful. The guys who came out with creativity and creative business model have been rewarded in last decade or two uh, the highest. Uh, oh, Firdaus, absolutely. Firdaus, we are having a very fascinating discussion, but I need to take a short break and uh, we will continue our discussion after this break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And I have our guest, Fridos, uh, with his new book on creativity. And we are having very fascinating discussion that how creativity changes the way you look at things and how do you create new ideas and how it can make you think very differently. And uh, Fridos, very fascinating discussion. I think when, 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 we, when we took a break, I was talking to you. Uh, you gave a very good definition of what is creativity. We were talking about uh, uh, the, the new business models and which have uh, mm-hmm. come in when I interrupted mm-hmm. you. Uh, why not we continue with your thought? Well, I, no, I will continue with your thought. I mean, your thought is absolutely right on. Look, creativity, every person who ever founded a company, no matter how big or small, has used creativity. And you're quite right in pointing out some of the largest companies in the world. You know, Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, Facebook, Alibaba, and Berkshire Hathaway are in order the largest companies by market capital at the end of last year, 2019. And all of them were started because they're the creative ideas of one or a maximum of two individuals. And I think that that is a very, very important to remember. Let us take the example of Apple, which is, uh, you know, best known even to this day because of their, their mobile phones. Do you know who the first mobile phone company was? The one that had a complete lock on the market? It was Motorola. Motorola came out with the first mobile phone. Where is Motorola today? Nobody knows about Motorola. 
So what they did at the beginning of the mobile phone industry is that they came up creatively with a mobile phone and then they didn't continue to apply creative thinking. They didn't continue to make new products that would get the imagination of the public. And so other companies, Apple, Samsung, and all the other companies that we know today, Nokia in particular at that time, took over from uh, Motorola, and Motorola died. And there are many, many Motorola's in the world. Uh, companies that failed to apply creative thinking, even if they had a creative idea at the beginning, uh, and then uh, died off. I mean, Kodak is another very good example of a major company that went out of business. Blockbuster is another good example that failed to innovate and went out of business. And I can go on and on like that, including many of the retailers today that are having considerable difficulties. The only retailers that are going to survive are those that are going to apply creative thinking. I can tell you that. If you, if you own any shares in a, in a retailing company right now, uh, that it does not apply creative thinking, that does not uh, apply a new way of looking at their customer and reaching their customer, they're going to go out of business very shortly. And it's not just, it's not just retailing. It's, it's literally in every field of, of business you can think of. If the, if the company from top to bottom does not apply creative thinking, they are going to go out of business. If, the, if you as an individual are in a company in the, in making widgets, you know, you're standing at an assembly line. I mean, robotics and AI and other applications are going to take over your job very soon. You're going to be toasted. And I think you better start looking for another job very soon. If your company is not immersed in creativity, it's time to get out and it's time to look for somewhere else. And I don't know if we need another break, but when, when we continue our discussion, I can tell you about how to apply creativity and why creativity is different than innovation. Because businesses always look to this word nowadays called innovation. And they think that they need to have innovations. Actually, creativity and applying creativity comes before innovation. I think that's a brilliant point. That how do you differentiate between creativity and innovation, and and how do you how do you how do you leverage it? So uh, just before that, building on your point, and I was listening to you. And I realized that while you're talking about the businesses who are not focused on creativity, what happens to them? And one comes to my mind, I'm, I won't name the company, but you know, the biggest innovator, the guy who invented the light bulb. <laughs> and those, yeah, 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 that kind of company, if you look at it, and over uh, success of over 100 years, today, uh, uh, the, the stock price is probably X, and the companies which have come up in last 10, 12 years, and one of them we know, they are even now become the rocket scientists, they are sending vehicles into the space, and you see the price, uh, the stock price. Why I'm trying to relate stock price, and that's not the only major in life, I'm saying nobody knows better than you, you are a humanitarian, you, you do so much of social things, and, and you have the first-hand experience from your mother from day one when you started interacting but if if you look at it 
people reward something and in this yeah. case uh, if there is if the money is involved people would look at the return on it because if yes. you, are, you are investing in somebody's company so so that's another brilliant example of the thought process you have shared with the, our audience today why creativity is so important and the, and, and and all around us if we look deeply uh, to be very frank, I had not thought on those lines, and you opened my creativity during the show today. <laughs> that, yeah, very good. Yeah, that's what I'm relating to the market now, uh, which is uh, for people who are in business, a very simple indicator that how they are contributing. And <clears throat> what 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 made me think while you're talking is uh, that if you look at another measurement, let's say we looked at the global GDP. So, or whatever way we want to calculate it, I am very sure the contribution of, if I call them so, the creativity-driven businesses, I think yes. they have taken the hold on the market now. And they are contributing more to the GDP in the conventional methods or the conventional, uh, I, I can call them even the products and the services, the way they were being delivered in the past and no, no creative change into it, no creative into, creativity into it, are either dying or they probably are not being rewarded as much. Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, when we come back from the next break, I will, uh, I will talk about uh, creativity and the role of creativity in a business. Yes, yes, because that, that will be very important. And I'm seeing the first signs in my thinking itself while talking to you that if you really focus on the subject, which I know your book brings into it, uh, uh, we, will, we, will, we will continue for some more minutes on this segment and then we will start uh, okay. with creativity and innovation maybe from uh, five minutes from now. What I was thinking about, uh, the, the top five companies by market cap. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to relate that to the business and how the game changes. Yeah. Used to be, um, if I go back to, now I'm going not beyond two decades. So after 2000, let's say when Y2K happened and the computer thing happened, if I remember vaguely that even in, for, for next 10 years or so, there used to be only one creative company probably at that time, which was Microsoft in the top five by, uh, I would say, market cap. The others yeah. were probably the General Electric, the, it was maybe Exxon, there may be some oil companies, and there were banks. See, I don't yeah. know which bank was there, maybe Citibank or Bank of America or something. Yeah, and they were retailers. Like, exactly. Were retailers. It could yeah. be Walmart. If you went by yeah. this, yeah. the way they were being rewarded market cap, now yeah. you look at it. I don't think you'll find any one of them. Now yeah, you <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. In fact, uh, all the major companies that used to exist, uh, the largest companies, I mean, if you go even further back, they were all like transportation companies or companies that exploited the earth's minerals, uh, including oil. Those kinds of companies are not going to be reported. They are not the companies to invest in for the future. They are not the companies leading the creativity uh, and creative thinking. Every company that has gone from a very small company, like, you know, Apple being started in a garage to the world's largest company, and every other company, it doesn't matter how big or small the company is right now, 
if they don't apply creative thinking, they will wither and die. It is really as simple as that. Uh, and that uh, creative thinking has to come from the top to the bottom. So in my book, I give, uh, I give eight ingredients that are essential for uh, creative thinking and to become a big creative thinker. And whenever you wish, I can talk about what it is that those, what you need uh, to be a highly creative thinker, even in your business setting as well as your personal setting. Oh, that's wonderful. So for those, what I'll do is uh, we will take a short break. And when we come back, uh, I would like to learn from you about uh, creativity and innovation. That will be yeah. a phenomenal subject. And second would be uh, what are the ingredients. So uh, let's take a short break and okay. uh, we will continue after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And we have uh, Fidoz with us. And we are talking about his new book on creativity. Fidos, uh, I would love to listen to you on where we left in the last segment, creativity and innovation. I find it very fascinating, even the comparison for myself. Okay. Well, creativity is not innovation. Innovation is uh, the new buzzword. Everybody wants it. But innovation is the result of creative thinking. Innovation is the result of implementing creativity. So innovation can't happen without creativity. To be innovative, you must be a creative person. But you know, many advisors of companies fail, and they quite often fail when they're advising on innovation because they don't understand the mental process that has to happen before innovation, and that is the creative thinking. Creative thinking is also not a product. 
And, you know, we can look at a product and say, that's creativity. No, you can't do that. And the example that I give in my book is music. Mozart, for example, was a very highly creative person. There's no doubt about it. His product was simply scratching some ink in those days on a piece of paper. That's all. Now, anybody can create the same product who knows music. You, If you know music, you can write music and create the same product. I mean, the product is just a piece of paper with music written on it. The, you can't do it like Mozart, though, because he was unique. He was a unique creative thinker. And so people, when they look at their products, and they sometimes think, oh, that's creativity. No, it isn't. The creativity is in the mental process that came before the creation of the product. And that has very important implications for business. The most important implication for business, I think, is that creative thinking does not happen in group think. What I mean by that is that a lot of companies nowadays put people in the middle, in a room and, you know, with various exercises and with various hats and whatever, they say, okay, we're now going to have a creative thinking session and we're going to crumb, uh, innovate. Uh, that's not the way, best way to approach it. Creative thinking happens on an individual and an individual's brain because creativity is a personal journey of discovery. So, yes, you can have brainstorming sessions and they have a role to play in taking creative ideas and creating an innovation. So how to implement creative thinking, how to uh, use creative thinking in a business, yes, you can do that in a group setting with a brainstorming session. But don't misunderstand that. That is not creative thinking. That is simply taking creative thinking and using it. And the reason why I say the, most of the best creative ideas don't actually come out of a group is, again, if you go back to what we were talking about earlier, the, the top companies in the world like uh, Apple and, and Google and so on, they were all created by one or two individuals. They were not created by groups. They were created by one or two individuals. And, in fact, if you go back all the way to Henry Ford, uh, Henry Ford is very clear in saying things like, you know, focus groups, they don't matter. Because if you ask, if I had asked, Henry Ford said, if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses because they, they couldn't contemplate uh, cars. So, uh, and, and Steve Jobs in, in Apple said pretty much the same thing, had pretty much the same approach that, you know, focus groups, focus groups and these kinds of things, look, uh, feedback loops and so on, they, lead to something that stifles creativity. So creativity is not something that you should do in focus groups. It's not something that you should do in any kind of group because you, you can get groupthink and you can get uh, over-analysis. Who's the most creative person you can think of in history? For me, it is uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Now, the reason why we know Leonardo da Vinci's name today, some hundreds of years after he came up with his brilliant ideas, is because he was an individual. Think of if Leonardo da Vinci had been formed part of some group 
and all the group had taken his ideas, which was so advanced for the time, uh, and and uh, said, okay, now we're all going to take these ideas. And nobody would have believed him. Nobody in that group would have said, oh, yeah, your ideas are brilliant, and, you know, 300 years after you have this idea of a helicopter, there really is going to be a helicopter. Nobody would have said that. Nobody would have been able to take Leonardo da Vinci's ideas in the group at that time and done anything with it. And in fact, they would have just uh, uh, panned his ideas. Yet they were absolutely creative and they were absolutely brilliant and they foresaw the future. So I think that, uh, that business is making a, a mistake in putting people in a room and saying, okay, come up with creative ideas. It's just not the way it works. It is an individual process. You can then take those ideas and implement them and create or produce innovations, but those happen after the first step, which is the creative thinking. Now, I think that's a brilliant point because... Uh even from my personal experiences in the business, mostly people do exactly what you said. Put people in the room, either focus groups or do the brainstorming and then writing all the ideas and all this kind of stuff. And most of the times what you get is the same thing getting massaged again and again. And it is always related to what is happening. There is no no out of the box or abstract thinking. Somebody who coming up uh, like the example you gave. When you're coming with an idea of uh, a helicopter 300 years before it came into existence or something, you may be thought as a person who's out of mind. And yeah. you don't yeah. know, you don't know what you're talking yeah. about. You can be labeled yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. And the, I mean, it's, a, it's in every kind of business. I mean, you know, uh, Tesla is a good example where you had mentioned the company being rewarded. Uh, because of their creative thinking, uh, it, it, there's no question that disruptive companies, the companies that uh, actually uh, are able to um, uh, move things forward, you know, to to change things, to foresee the future in a way, uh, and then to implement things, it, it is a highly creative process. And by the way. By the way, again, Tesla is a good example because it was created essentially by one person. Exactly. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's not a group that yeah. came up with the ideas. Yeah. It's one person. So I don't know why companies then say, after being founded by one person or two people, they then say, okay, now the best creative ideas are going to come out of groups. Well, they aren't. <laughs> Just look to your own founder as an example. No, you're so right. I'm saying this is a subject which is worth, uh, you know, it, it could be a PhD subject for research. <laughs> How the creative ideas, even the other big company uh, who I was talking to you about, which used to be an industrial giant, started by the biggest innovator of that time, which in, in, invented the light bulb and nowhere there. Yeah. And, and they created uh, the same thing which you just said, the processes, the focus groups to come out with new ideas. But it became less and less successful. While it was built on the Teslas or the Elon Musk of that time or Steve Jobs of that time, maybe 100, 150 years ago, 
and, yeah. and, and more I reflect on what you said, if you look at Steve Jobs, let's say for example, or let's say Elon Musk, if you look at their creative thinking, he was out in the middle of nowhere, Steve Jobs, I believe he was yeah. traveling and focused, cleaning his head and in somewhere in Himalayan mountains, focusing in what to do, cleaned his head, got the creative ideas, came back and implemented. Yes, absolutely right. Uh, he went to India and did uh, some meditation. I, you know, uh, I, I say in my book, by the way, yeah. that daydreaming, yeah. which is you know very closely aligned, like meditation is is completely emptying your mind. Daydreaming is very closely assigned, aligned to creative thinking, and I think that every creative thinker daydreams. I actually take very long showers mm-hmm. because I do a lot of my creative thinking in showers. And what I'm doing is I'm daydreaming. Mm-hmm. And daydreaming is a process by which you kind of take your mind away from where you are physically at that time and the stimuli that's happening in front of you at that time. And you think about something completely different. Uh, and that process of daydreaming or, uh, you know, is is very conducive to creative ideas because it has nothing to do with what is happening in front of you at that moment, at that moment. Uh, nothing to do with it. And so I actually encourage people in my book to daydream. Uh, I mean, I apologize to all teachers <laughs> when their students start daydreaming. But frankly, you know, and this goes back to what we were saying earlier, where teachers, uh, where the educational system stifles uh, creative thinking. Uh, I think that, you know, if you think back to your school, uh, if you started daydreaming, quite often the teacher would get annoyed with you because you weren't paying attention to what is being said. But frankly, the daydreaming could have been more beneficial to you in the long run than listening to the teacher standing in front of you. That is very true. And that that could have made me or anybody at that stage much more creative. And hence, uh, I'm going with your definition, which I really love, uh, more innovative. Convert because if you're not creative, how do you innovate? And yeah. and, and 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 daydreaming. Uh, I, I think I started liking this word earlier. It had negative connotation, but now I think if you're not creative, you'll not be able to do daydreaming. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> That's right, and because because daydreaming is simply uh, thinking about something that's not happening in front of you. You know, you're using your the two essential elements of creative thinking, and those two essential elements are using your imagination and using your intuition. Those two things are essential, and that's why it is so counterintuitive to business leaders and, you know, people who do MBAs because they think in a logical way. They go through, you know, logical analysis. They they do all kinds of methods uh, of learning, you know, uh, how to do uh, apply logical thinking. Creative thinking is on the other side of the brain and it is completely different than logical thinking. It's not that one should dominate the other. You probably need both in life. But the point is that we have forgotten now how to apply our creative thinking. I think that COVID-19, if there's one thing that's come out of COVID-19 that's good, uh, is that everybody has to rethink everything. In our business, we have to rethink how we connect with customers, how we get supplies, 
how we market, everything has to be rethinked, rethought. And, uh, and so everybody has to apply creative thinking. And that is the one good thing I think that has come out of this pandemic is the fact that we have all come together as human beings to understand that we live on this globe together and that we all have to now rethink things and apply our creative thinking. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So what we'll do is for those now, we'll take a short break and we'll continue our discussion in the next segment. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And we are having a very interesting discussion with Firdos. So I'll go straight back to Firdos. Firdos, uh, two things. We are in the last uh, segment of our show today. Can you share with our audience the ingredients of creativity and how it can be used in the current scenario in whatever profession you are? Well, I think uh, you need eight uh, elements uh, to be a creative thinker. First, you need a creativity-enabling environment in a company that might be called an organizational culture or some words to that effect. So if you hear the examples that I will give you, for example, somebody says in your company, that's the way it is, or we've tried that before, or that's not going to work, then it's time to move on to another company. That is not a creatively a creativity-enabling environment. Closely in line to that, you need a focus on innovation in your company. If you don't have a focus, a real laser focus on innovation, that company is going to die, as I said. And I think that uh, you should think about uh, having a focus on innovation. Third thing is the company needs everybody to have creative freedom. That means that they must have the ability to have a free free flow of ideas. It doesn't matter uh, what the idea is. People must be able to speak uh, openly. Next point, the person speaking 
must be treated with respect within the organization and therefore must not be afraid to fail. Because if the company says to people who are creative, you are a failure or uh, that didn't work, so now you have to leave the company or whatever, that company is not going to thrive and not going to even survive. So every person in the company must be treated with respect and that includes the ability of the person to fail and the ability of that person to be able to go on with the next creative idea. The person, everybody in the company must have multiple roles, the ability to have multiple roles. And that that is always true because, uh, I mean, if you think about all the CEOs in the world, None of them, no matter how big or small the company is, has one role only. A CEO is a leader, is a producer, is a marketer, is all kinds of things uh, that a company is, is part of every part of a company's entire uh, operations. You need creative and supportive relationships. So everybody who is in a company needs supportive relationships with their peers because nobody is an island. You need uh, tools uh, to be able and money to be able to uh, implement the ideas. Even if it's only what we call prototyping the idea, it doesn't mean that you fully implement the idea or, or create a new product. It might be just that you half create the product to see whether it's going to work or not. It's a process in business called prototyping, uh, where you just kind of use your creative ideas to come up with something new without going to the end result completely. But you need some money and some tools. And, you know, we can all go through example after example after example of companies that have failed uh, because you don't have enough money and tools to implement your creativity. And the last uh, point is that you need passion. Creativity mm -hmm. requires passion. You must believe in yourself. You must believe in your company. You must believe that you have the ability to be a creative thinker. Without that, without passion, you're not going to be a highly creative thinker. I don't think it's ever too late to use creativity, no matter what stage of life you're in, whether you're just starting out in your professional life, or whether you're coming to the end of your professional life and even, <laughs> you know, when you're making transitions, even if you're going to retirement, believe me, uh, when you're going to retirement, you have to apply creative thinking because you suddenly again need to rethink what you do with your time. I think that, I think that you, what you, creativity is what every person needs to really succeed in life. And that doesn't mean becoming a multi-billionaire. That doesn't mean changing the world. That doesn't mean uh, making a huge impact. It simply is your own definition of success, whatever your own definition of success is, no matter how small or big. And you need to be a creative thinker to reach your own definition of personal success in life. That's very important. I think uh, you have given... Um, a very clear, I would say, the path which in a way can be followed or practice which can be developed to get creativity up front from people or rather in day-to-day -day activity. So that's amazing. 
the points I was while I, I was listening to you to so creating from creating an an environment to how once one can do it. Now uh, another point which you bring in very good is external issues forced people to think creativity creatively, which is COVID this time. Yes. Yeah. So, so now maybe our whole race, the current generation, has been pushed to think creatively uh, because of a situation. Because there are few things you just cannot do today, so you have to find alternate ways. So that makes me think on your earlier line that in the very first segment you said that it can be learned. <laughs> you know, you can yes. practice here, even if you're born creative or not. Uh, it's being forced on you. You have to think creatively. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Well, it's been a pleasure to be here. I hope people uh, get the book. You, The best place to get the book is actually on my website. Uh, you can go to creativethinking.global, creativethinking.global. And if you order it through the website, which costs no more than ordering it through any major platform, you will get a personally signed copy from me. Uh, so go to my website uh, and uh, and have a look at the website. You can also look at my work. Uh, but uh, if you order the book through there, you get a personally signed uh, copy. Thank okay. you very much, Mahesh. It's uh, been a pleasure to be with you today. No, it's, it's very fascinating, and I see that. So you said if uh, someone has to order, it will be creativethinking.global. That's right. Okay, okay. And they can order and all the books from there, uh, they will be shipped directly to them and it will be signed by the author. That's right. That's that's very fascinating. So in conclusion, uh, first of all, uh, Firdos, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of learning and you bring in a lot of... Uh, thought process marshalling for people with uh, with your commentary on creativity that uh, why creativity is and how creativity is different than innovation and how creativity driven companies have created immense value in the marketplace for organizations and how creativity has been an individual subject in terms of success, which you're seeing. Which we looked at some examples, um, some of the past innovators and the current ones, and some which are not stopping at all. I'm so one after another. And uh, I just want to relate one more time to your example that you may not get creativity by focus groups or something running through a process is same thing on Tesla coming from car. And before that also, if you read his history, Elon Musk himself has come out with so many new ideas. And where do you go? Making a car and uh, which is in the process of giving the newest car. You can do a lot to have incremental improvement in that car. But at the same time, he started thinking about how to put a man on Mars, how to go to the space. And now this is clearly showing that what can you do when you are creative? Sky is the limit. Now he's trying to build those neural things. So that shows that an individual when unleashes the creativity, this could be something very, very phenomenal 
And, and yeah, absolutely, absolutely, it could be history changing. Yeah. And the point that you're making, I also make in the book, yeah. which is that once you become a creative thinker, yeah. you can apply that to many different aspects. And I use the examples, for example, in history of yeah. Marie Curie, yeah. who won two Nobel Prizes. I use John Nash. Yeah. who also essentially won two Nobel Prizes. I mean, he didn't. He won one for economics and another prize that's thought of as the equivalent uh, for, for mathematics. Uh, and, of course, Leonardo da Vinci, who was a brilliant uh, creative thinker in so many fields. So, yes, once you become a creative thinker, you will apply your creative thinking to many different fields, and uh, in not just in your professional life, but also in your personal life. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And, and uh, the, the other learning from you today, to, to get the creativity out of people in, 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 in case of large audience, uh, a large set of people, give an enabling environment and must treat with them with respect when the creative idea is being thrown and give them an environment where failure is an option. Otherwise, if, if failure is not an option, the creative ideas won't come. And yes. must have this passion because uh, the, the passion drives the creativity. So thank you so much. And uh, for those enjoyed our discussions, uh, really appreciate giving such insights to our listeners today. Have a thank you. Day. Thank you. Thank you. You too, Mahesh. Thank you. You've been listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a good week.